Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Business Bros. Every time we do the Zoom calls, I'm always short of bro, especially if it's early in the day. But Annie has this great thing going on, and I wanted to make sure I got her a special 2.30 time slot to make sure she gets her message out to all of you. So Annie Powell with Keller Williams, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. All right, let's just dump, jump, jump right into this thing. All right, so tell me a little let's bit about yourself. It. I, I want to know. I want a little, a little bit about what you were doing prior to this whole real estate gig. Prior to real estate, I was in project management. Um, I also worked in at Ashford University for several years, and a mom. I have two children. I'm an 11 year old daughter and a six year old daughter. Um, so what's really cool is. Real estate, it was always like a fun hobby for me. My poor family has been dragged into open houses as long as they can remember. And then um, one day my husband's like, no, I think you should actually make this a career. <laughs> okay. And so what's really cool about how that translates is I project manage real estate. Ooh. Okay. I want, I want to know about this transition period. So you're a mom, right? So yes. were you a stay-at-home mom at that time or you were working with the different at Ashford and, and, the, other, and the project management before? Oh, I was in project management directly before I got into real estate. Um, and so I, um, I worked there and then actually what happened is my husband had a really good friend who was in real estate, who is in real estate. He's still a very successful agent. And um, it was somebody that we'd been trying to stop by and see at an open house. So we stopped by his open house and I was like, I love how you put your signs. I love your design. I love your listings because I've kind of been watching them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and he says to me, he's like, hey, I'm looking for assistant. Do you know anybody? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, nobody. And then I get in the car and my husband's like, Annie, why don't you take advantage and go work as a real estate assistant? And I'm like, uh, that will be a big change. I don't know. I was nervous, you know? And then, so we went through this interview process and I became his assistant. We had a very, very successful time together. And then, um, you know, with the military, we, we may move, we may not move. There was a lot of changes in my life. And I'm so thankful for my time with him because he taught me so much. Um, it's definitely, um, it definitely made it easy to transition to being a single agent and on my own and now a team owner, which is super exciting. Um, but like we ended up just changing paths. We just have different, uh, different ways of doing things, but we're both fantastic at it. So why, why did you decide to get into real estate other than you liked it? What, what's like this goal that you want to achieve in this, in this space? So, um, real estate for me was, um, so project management, I love project management. I love everything about it. Like you, you plot things, you plan things, you figure out your goals and you make sure like everything aligns to make sure it happens. There's timelines. 
Um, so there's like a lot of fun things that go into project management. The thing that doesn't happen in project management is the people. So granted, you work with a lot of great contractors, you work with a lot of great people, you know, on the job. But as far as work, if I build something, like I don't have people going, oh my God, that building changed my life. Yeah. Right. Whereas with real estate, like I get the opportunity to help people like come up with their goals, figure out how they're going to get there. And then I literally get to help them step by step to make it happen. And at the end of the day, they're like, oh, my God, you changed my life. And I I do help them change their life. I make, I'm helping them make the biggest financial decisions of their life. And um, it is so rewarding. And to see, like, I, one of my favorite things my clients do is they send me, like, pictures of as they're changing their house and, you know, and it's it's really nice because even after over a year of not working with each other, we're still in contact. Um, they're telling me about things that are going on in their life, you know, and so I really love this business because it's a relationship business and I just happen to sell houses. And you, yeah, I love that. I love that. Cause it, it really, it really is like you, you, are one of the biggest problems that a lot of real estate agents have is they have a transaction, they, they close the deal and they like shake hands. Thank you. It was a great experience. And then we're done and you never hear from them again. Right. You crazy? don't, you don't see, you, they don't become your friends. The ones that are really mm -hmm. successful, you notice like those same clients, even though they might not buy a house with you for another like seven years or so. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. you still get referrals from them because they're, yes. they're in your life. They're, they're there constantly on a regular basis, right? You're, you're able to call them up and say Merry Christmas or send them a card or whatever right. it is you're going to do. Like you build those relationships. I love that you said that you're building those relationships. What are you doing uh, outside of this real estate game? Why, why, uh, why do additional things on top of real estate? Oh, because I'm a crazy person. Oh yeah, that I'm was that kidding. was obvious. <laughs> Project manager? Yeah, it sounded like you were like you were patching I'm lives. A freak. No, um, <laughs> truth is, is like um, first and foremost, I'm a very family oriented person. My husband's active duty Navy. He's been in the Navy for 19 years. Um, you know, I'm an only child. Um, my parents actually, uh, my parents are both handicapped, so I actually took care of my parents a lot as a child. Um, I moved to San Diego 18 years before that. So I've always kind of had this super caring side to me and I get to use that in real estate, which is great. Um, it's just also, it just, it needs to fuel my passion at the same time. And my biggest thing is, um, I grew up really poor and not like, I don't mean that like in any negative way at all. It's just straightforward. Mm -hmm. Um, not because, I mean, my parents did amazing with what they had and I am so blessed, um, how well they, what they were able to do for me. Um, it's just that luckily there was a lot of other people who stepped in to help too. So like, for example, like the school was really involved in my life. My teachers really cared about me. Um, you know, if I was late, they were calling not because I was late, but because they want to make sure my mom was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I became involved in my community really young. Um, so it was really awesome because I had all these people in my life who were making sure that, you know, I, I had the extra support. And so one of the things that I've always felt is that I need to give back. Like, it's very important that I give back. It's very important that I take care of people um, because, you know, they need it. I, yeah, mean, the, I need it sometimes too. Yeah, you're the product of, you know, you hear that it takes a village type thing and you're, you're exactly the product yes. that that happens with. Yes. And so I am now part of that village. So um, when my 
before I had children, like being involved in military life, even after I had my first daughter, being involved in military life, being a, uh, the president of the FRG, of my husband's ship, being involved with um, other command activities, just making sure like I was there for military families from the very beginning has always been important to me. And then, you know, as he's been in over the years, it's really nice to be able to go back and mentor other spouses who have been in my shoes, um, talk about different struggles I've had. Be honest, because I think one of the things is, is we're very PC. Um, I'm not. I'm very straightforward. Yep. You know what? Deployment's going to suck. <laughs> and what's hard about it, what nobody really tells you about is it sucks before, it sucks during, and it sucks after. However, there are a lot of great moments in it too. Like if you take this time to focus on yourself or just focus on you and your kids, make new friends. Um, you know, what's nice is like when the, um, when like your spouse is out to sea or they're deployed or something, and, you know, they're having those camaraderies with their, um, their shipmates, with their um, platoon, whatever the case may be. And then um, the spouses can do that on this side, too. So it's really a nice time. It's like uh, the only time, like in a marriage, you can completely focus on yourself, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. So it's like pointing out those good things. And then, like, when somebody comes home from deployment, you know, there's an adjustment period. And just making sure everybody understands that and be there for them. And then the other part that ties into real estate for me is that when someone is PCSing, which is what we call moving in the Navy. So the Navy says, you got to go to this new command and it's across the country. You know, um, there's a lot of timing that goes into that. Like knowing um, when your packout date's going to be. Like thinking about your kids. Thinking about like their school schedules. When's the best time to move? Should we stay until the end of the year when the kids finish the school year will that be easier for them what's the weather in the new place there's so many questions and then finding the best neighborhood for your family right like do you have kids is the school important do they need to walk to school what about childcare? because most likely you're moving somewhere where literally you don't know anybody mm -hmm. and your family's <laughs> probably not there so literally you have to figure out all these things so that's been one of my favorite parts about real estate is most of my clients are military and i've been able to help them so with the school and the military, the next piece of that for me was to be super involved in my kids' school. So um, I'm a very proud parent in my elementary school, and I serve on the school site council, the district advisory council, and the budget advisory council. Um, I try to volunteer when I can, and, um, you know, I, I really love to I'm a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> So it's really fun. My daughter's a fencer, so I have to go to La Jolla several times a week for her to fence, and she's growing in that. And my six-year-old, she's going to start some activities soon. So being involved in their life is important. You know, kids, I mean, they're only young for a little bit. And mm -hmm. not only my kids, but all kids. So one of the reasons this event is so strong and important to me is because I think going back to that it takes a village it does take a village and we need to take care of our kids and i think sometimes it's easy to forget like the uh, harm that's out there and we're the first set of parents that are going through this stuff like when i graduated high school like we just got cell phones now i'm dating myself a little but we had just got cell phones and like they were just blocks and i remember when texting started i was like why on earth would you text somebody when you could call them <laughs> and now i never call anybody i just text everybody and so like um you know but now we have like social media we have online gaming for children Roblox. I mean, my six-year-old plays Roblox like no other. So we're just, I mean, 
there's new rules. And then it's like all the safety things, like it's really easy to pretend everything's safe, but like my daughter um, is 11. And when she was eight, she got an iPhone. I know that's crazy. So don't judge me too much. No, I'm the same way. Um, she got a phone when she was eight and then there was this app that came out musically. She was so excited about it because she loved to sing and dance. She was part of the San Diego junior glee club shout out. And uh, she loved it. And it was so much fun for her. And she was so excited to be able to do this karaoke app. So I, you know, being not smart at the time with this online stuff, went ahead and approved the app and I was so excited for her because how cool is that? She's going to be able to make these videos. So she's super proud of herself. She just made her first video. She brings it over to me and her dad and we're like, oh my God, it'd been like 10 minutes and she had 52 adult male followers. <laughs> what? That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, that musically converted over to TikTok now, right? Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's funny how, uh, you know, I have a daughter, she's same thing. TikTok is her favorite thing. Um, and I went the same route you went. Um, my thought on that specifically was, you know, um, I want to encourage her to be part of that world because yeah. if I told her no, then she was going to do it anyways behind my back. And then I'd be, it'd be a fight to try to see what's going on now being involved in what she's doing in TikTok, And I mean, she, you know, she tells me, check it out. I got new followers or look at how many likes I got on this, on this video or whatever it is. She's actively showing me what she's doing. And she's, That's she's awesome. asking me for advice. I, I'll share a story with that with, with you. Um, she'll probably get embarrassed when I tell her, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> this is job. one of those, yeah, this is one of those lessons that, you know, as a parent, um, who has, who has a young child, you know, I, I really feel like in today's world, it's, um, it's, it's not a place where we can like put a bubble over our kids. We can't block them from being from access to information. What we have to do now is navigate them through this world that exists for them. You're right. When I was your, you know, I was in high school, we had a pager. So, you know, it was a, it was a whole different time, right? One, four, three. Yep, exactly. Exactly. But for them, they're navigating through this world where they, all the answers are online. Everybody is seeing everything and they want to post everything. So my daughter has her TikTok and she went out and changed her little that name that, that they have. You can change it. And apparently you can change it once every 30 days. Right. And so she came, she changed it. She was all proud of herself. She goes, look, dad, I changed my name. And she changed it to crackhead Mila. And I was like, um, you know, she's like, she's like, what? I go, baby, this is why you got to ask me ahead of time or at least Google the name before you do it. She goes, oh, no, no, it's funny. It's funny. I go, you know what that means? And so I, I Googled crackhead and I showed her the images. She's like, oh my gosh, you know, and that was an education moment for her. But, you know, at that point, it's like, look, you need to do a little bit of research. You need, and, and at least she came and told me and it's not something yeah. she like, you know, it's tattooed onto herself. And, you know, in the next 30 days she changed it. And it's, Hopefully it's something she strange, now knows right? to ask you before she gets a tattoo. Exactly. And now she's, <laughs> she's verifying these types of things. Yeah. But, but it, again, it's us helping them navigate through this world that they do not understand. And we look at, you know, who, who's following her and, and who's commenting on their stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's that different aspect of being a parent that our parents never had to deal with, you know? Right. And it's like when we're talking about like helping our kids navigate through this world, we're also helping them navigate through a world we don't even understand. I mean, unless you're an, an online gamer or like, I don't know if you play Roblox, but I don't. So I'm learning about that. Um, or like TikTok, um, same as Musical.ly. Like I didn't understand that because it's not something I was involved in. I'm terrible with Instagram. It's one of my goals for the year. <laughs> However, like I'm pretty savvy on Facebook, um, you know, but I, there was, I've had lessons where like somebody posted 
posted one of those, you know, like, Ooh, see who's really following you. And it was kind of scary to see who was following me because I mean, as a military spouse, like I'll post proud military stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, my kids pictures, you know, and then some of the people who are following me, no clue where they are, but they were not from this country. And I don't, you know, who knows, maybe I'm going to always pray that it's harmless, but you know, like, why were they following me? And then like, um, I, it's so new. I'm learning mm-hmm. everything. Then just parenting, you know, like we're at, an, like my daughter, my 11 year old, who's like going on 21. Yes. Um, I have one of those. <laughs> he, um, you know, they're at this stage where they start letting go of parents. That's normal. It's normal progression in life is there's a certain stage where they start closing their door. They need privacy. All of a sudden we're stupid. We don't know anything we're talking about. We're so old. We don't understand. Mm-hmm. No. And that's normal progression. I get that. However, where are they getting advice? Like when we were kids, we got advice from our friends, right? That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Well, our kids have a plethora of YouTube videos to watch. And honestly, I, the one of the things I've been trying to teach her is I'm pretty influential. I feel like I could start a cult on YouTube if I wanted to, um, but I'm not going to. So like I could make up something. I could say smoke. I think there was a, an ad. So if I'm quoting something, but it was like, uh, cigarettes aren't, don't cause cancer. So you can smoke. And so he said it over and over and over again. And finally, a few people are like, oh, I see what you're saying. It's only hereditary. That, that totally makes sense, even though. It must it be true because it's on the internet, right? Correct. But it must be true. So like, we don't know who is the person behind this. Who is the person that's going, you know, telling us this information? Who are these people that are guiding our children? We don't know. So like we got to learn that avenue. There's just, there's so many avenues. And unfortunately, while we're trying to learn to navigate it, there's some predators out there who already have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the ultimate fear that we're looking at here, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, ultimately what we want to do is protect our children at, at all costs, right? And, and, and from the things that are obvious and blatant, the people in front of us that we can physically see and the ones that we can't right? The ones that are online and, and, you know, teaching them what happens on the internet and where to get their information and, and what it means when you post certain things and how those things stick to you forever, right? How people, I mean, we look at even like the political landscape, right? Something you did in your twenties can come back to haunt you in your sixties, especially Mm -hmm. today. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was telling my, my son the other day, I go, when you have grandchildren, your grandchildren, you can, you will be able to show them videos and audios of me. They'll see exactly the type of person I was because yeah. that stuff is recorded and it's digitized and it's online. I can never show you what my grandfather was like because you didn't know him. So that's it. All you can hear is the stories that I have. That sounds beautiful, but it has a right. negative side, side to it too. If Correct. you're posting things that are, you know, that you might think are cool right now, you got to understand that in five years from now, when you go to apply for a job, they're going to Google search that thing that you thought was cool is now embarrassing right? <laughs> and, and detrimental right. to your future. Or like your early college years when you're like partying nonstop or adult years, I shouldn't, you know, like everybody has their own stories, but yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm so thankful that I didn't get social media till a little later. Yeah. <laughs> that it wasn't around, right? So Nobody needs to record story, when I was However, there. with my kids, you know, like the birth of my children is on there. Yeah. It's <laughs> They're crazy. always going to be known. Yeah. So, so you got an just, event coming up. Yes. And I'm so excited. And, um, so this is, um, 
You know, this is kind of an event that's coming about because of an unfortunate event. Um, we recently heard of some stories out there. Um, I have a girlfriend whose son, like they took, they took his picture on these websites and they just, when he's in his wrestling clothes, it's, it's, she'll talk there. So I'm so excited. Um, I will give more information about that soon. I'm gonna wait and let her see how she wants to brand that before I go all out on that. But she's been interviewed. Um, and I'm really excited to have her to add to her experience as well, because as parents posting things, that's something we also need to learn. Like what, where can that go? Um, but then the other part is um, there is this group. They're up in uh, Riverside County and they're making a huge difference up there. Um, they are catching predators. Uh, gotcha Predator is the name of the company and they are up there. And what they're doing is they are posing as children and they are attract like not like they will be like so adult adults will come after these children and they'll have the adults will start talking with them and then eventually they'll say hey just so you know i'm 15 years old i'm however old i am you know mm -hmm. and um and unfortunately it doesn't stop there and so yeah. there's some pretty nasty things but then eventually what happens is they end up meeting like they're like oh well let's meet you know and then they go and they meet these people and they find out it's not them. And then they put them on TV and they make videos about it. And then they also have two assigned deputies who of the sheriff's department in Riverside who are also helping them. So they give them a call, let them know, hey, we got another one. And unfortunately, it's an insane amount of predators that they're mm. catching. Um, you know, and these are, and so what I'm really excited about is this group, um, they're not coming down to like talk about specific instances or anything like that. They will give us examples of stories and things like that, but there's no names, nothing like that. It's just going to be straight. Um, what you should watch for as a parent, like how, like, what are we watching for beyond just like, um, you know, the things we know, like expand our mind to understand, you know, what does it look like when someone's grooming your child? where would they find this information? How, what can you do? Like if you, if your kid, even if your kid is totally involved, what if you go into a phone check on them? Cause I do random phone checks that you do a phone check and they're chatting with somebody and you're like, Ooh, this doesn't look good. Like what should you do at that point? And also just understanding the laws a little bit better, you know? Um, so if that's, you are yeah, a registered awesome. sex offender, you, there are certain laws that you have to abide by um, as a registered sex offender, but you know what? You can do anything you want online. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of one of the things. My biggest goal with this is one, parents come out of these events informed. Um, they're going to learn what to look for, how to prepare their children. Like you were saying, like your daughter comes to you and asks you for things like that. Um, you know, not all parents are like that. We're all busy. Like I, there is not one parent I am going to judge because I got, I, it sounds like I'm a perfect mom, but I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I have <laughs> my come with instruction manuals, right? Right. And we all have struggles and we all have those moments and you know, we have seasons. It's more than just moments. Sometimes it's seasons. You're so busy that maybe you barely even see your child, but you're doing your best. You know, like we have, we all have different situations, two parent families, grandparent families, you know, so there's no judgment on what type of family you come from or whatever. But at the end of the day, it is our responsibility to learn because we are on the front lines of this online parenting that we really need to learn because the truth is, is sexual predators do not have to register an online database. So they could be like, um, I, I love small children, one, two, three. Well, that would be obvious. Or they could be like, I love Roblox, one, two, three. 
and they can change their name. Like on TikTok, they can change it every 30 days. So they could be whatever name they want to be. And um, one of my long-term goals would be to see that change. Like, I feel like if you're a sexual predator and you have been, you're on the registry that you should have to register with your name, John Doe and your number one, two, three, and you should have to have a like big R or red flag next to it. I'm definitely not going to try to step on people's rights. However, I feel like all the rights that are afforded right now are stepping on my rights as a parent, my child's protection. And so that's another goal that I would like to see come out of this event is that not only are we learning, but we were reminded, hey, collectively, we are a large group of parents. I already have 100 people who are interested, and I posted it yesterday. And together, we are a force. Let's change how our children are being printed, or at least let's say not my city. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, how do people get a hold of you if they want to be, uh, be a part of this event? Um, well, you can find me on Facebook or on social media. Oh, my internet connection's unstable. Is it stable yet? I think you're okay. You're okay on my end. Okay, good. Well, it said unstable on my side. Um, so it's a Facebook event. You can find it on there. Um, you are welcome to um, send me an email, annie.powell at kw.com. Um, you can find me on, uh, I think my husband posted on social, on um, what's it, Instagram? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm terrible with that. I need to get better. Um, and we're going to be doing some promoting. I know I've primarily promoted it down in South Bay. So I think on most of the parent and community pages, I've posted it. I'm trying to get in touch with as many like school parent volunteers as I can just to let them know, um, Hey, this is something we're going to have going on and it's going to be Monday. Um, you don't have to register to go. If you can find a way to RSVP, I'd really appreciate it just because we're so thankful. We're going to be having this event at the venue who has like heavily discounted the space for me. So that way we can host this event as an educational event. Um, and so if you can RSVP, that would be great. Um, cause we don't want to over get over capacity. Yeah. Where's, where's the event going to be at? Um, it's going to be at the venue at East Lake. Um, you can Google the address or let me the venue he's um, like i think that's off of uh it's off of uh otai lakes road at the end of uh, by yeah. by uh by the uh by the it's sky by zone like, right by sky zone uh place cities there the ninja yes. factory there's quite a few um there's a, quite a few things there i'm gonna see if i can grab the address it is 871 showroom place in chula vista perfect so we'll be there. Um, gotcha Predator, the uh, the group that is currently out there, you know, actively doing this will be presenting. I have a couple other surprise guests who are going to come. But as I said, this event is strictly, if not so like, don't come to like try to catch predators yourself. Um, you know, I'm not going to tell you. No, this is about being educated as parents and also trying to find like, how can we actually have a voice in this and how can we actually change what's going on? Because we need to keep our kids safe and we need to teach them how to be safe online. Absolutely. Annie, thanks for coming on the show and sharing with me. I mean, you, you were nervous at first, but you did a wonderful job. Thank you. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like first time doing something like this. 
Well, it won't be your last. I can tell your, your, your passions right, right there. I mean, that's all you really need to have a voice. You know exactly what your message is. You know exactly what you want to get across. And, and I think it came across well, the internet might've tried to fight you a little bit in there with the, uh, with the connection issue, but, but I heard you clearly. I'm sure a lot of people are going to hear you clearly. We're going to post this. Uh, it's already on our Facebook wall and, uh, I'll tag you on it and we'll repost it, share it and, uh, get enough information out there. So make sure you tag me on the event so we can share that too. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And then uh, are you going to be checking out the uh, Resolute 2020 that they're putting on uh, down there in your office area? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like for one, if you're a Keller Williams associate and if you have questions about that, obviously you can come talk to me. But like um, if you're a Keller Williams associate at Chula Vista, it's free and everybody else, it's only. Oops. Now the internet really fought you. All right. Well, and I am so excited to see Cody Gibson and what all I can learn from the event. Cool. Uh-oh. Did yeah. I lose you? Oh, yeah. Now the internet. Are. Now the internet jammed out there for a little bit. So, so I think you're. I think I heard you say KW agents uh, are free. Everybody else is thirty dollars. Um, mm-hmm. And we're gonna have some great guest speakers, some top producing agents, uh, yes. and it's gonna be a great event, February thirteenth, right? Yes, February thirteenth. So please, please, if you if you're an agent, you need to learn. Like this is different levels of learning, you know. And the truth is, is when you get started, you know, it might seem like oh, that's kind of far away or whatnot. But you'll be surprised. I literally went from just getting started to being rookie of the year to having like a team and like that. So as long as you are successful in real estate and you're trying to take care of people, your business will grow. So why not learn from the top producers in this business on how to run a business, how to be successful and how to take the best care of your clients? Because all we can do is continue learning. Awesome. And I'm going to shake your hand that day, give you a hug and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you very soon. Annie, thanks for hopping on the show. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Have a good one. All right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 